Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. good word from the Lord right there. Because we are not naturally drawn to messiness unless we're skilled at cleaning it up. And that's dangerous too, spiritually speaking. Because if we are geared to cleaning up a mess, we think we're entitled to clean up people's mess. But it's always an insight. That's a good word from the Lord there. It's always an inside job, and so if I have a tendency to be a person who likes to clean up, and my parents trained me that way, then I have a tendency to sometimes be a faulty shepherd. That's a good word right there, because then I think it's my responsibility to help clean your mess up. God will not leave you where he found you. And so that melting process brings us then to the new level that we want to look at tonight going to use time wisely. There's five prophetic things that God's going to show out of the book of Jeremiah. They'll be on the screen in just a moment. I just was overwhelmed with what the Lord gave to me in this molding process. The molding process of the Holy Spirit will keep you from being promiscuous. Promiscuity, as you've been hearing on Sunday mornings, has nothing to do with what the world calls promiscuity. Israel had a problem with being promiscuous spiritually, not just physically. So does the church today, the body of Christ. So because this is a message for the body of Christ, which many can be able to hear on podcasts, this is not just for forward. This will help me to stay away from becoming promiscuous in my life because I allow him to mold my life the way he wants it. Dr. Vance Havner said it this way. God uses broken things. How many are willing? It takes broken soil to produce a crop. Any of you who are agricultural? It takes broken soil to produce a crop, broken clouds to give rain, broken grain to give bread, broken bread to give strength. Hello? It is the broken alabaster box that gives forth perfume. And it's Peter weeping bitterly who returns to greater power than ever before. Dr. Vance Havner. If you have your Bibles and would like to follow along tonight, there will be five prophetic things that the Lord's going to bring to our attention. We're in Jeremiah chapter 18. Please follow along either in your word or on the screen. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord. How many know that it's important to hear from the Lord? How many know that if Jeremiah could, we can too? The Bible says that God is not a respecter of people, so what he did for Jeremiah, he'll do for you. Verse 2, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. How many know that you have to move to receive? Boy, that was a good word from the Lord right there. 
You've got to be willing to move to receive. No, he's not asking you to move away from this ministry. He's asking you to move into the realm of the Spirit. He's asking you so that you can receive what he has for you. You've got to be willing to move on his word. And it's always in one accord. That's a breakdown in the book of Acts. Come on, church. When I use that term, come on, church, that doesn't mean I'm getting after you. I'm asking you to rally. Rally around that. The Bible says in the book of Acts they were in one accord. We become very dangerous to the enemy when we move in one accord. He doesn't even flinch when you're out there by yourself. Tier one, tier two, the agreement of prayer in tier three, and then all the activity that we just saw. That makes the forces of darkness tremble. The Lord will give you prophetic words, but then he'll give you real pictures so you can match up the prophetic to the real so that what you see you'll be able to understand. And so I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he was working at the wheel. How many know no one can outwork him? It doesn't say Jeremiah went down and he went to work. It says that he went down and he saw God at work. He saw the potter. By the way, the potter represents the Father. That's incredible. Because if we take this on, we will wear out quickly. We've got to make this all happen. No, he's going to work through us. He's going to work in us first and then through us. Verse 4, and the vessel that he was making from clay was spoiled in the hand of the potter. How many know that we've all been there? Either literally spoiled brats somewhere sometime in our lives. Don't bump anybody and go, do you hear what he just called me? Some of us have been around those kind of individuals. Some of us who are in education, we see them every day. I had to walk away from a couple situations today lest I said some things that were floating around in the cabbage of my thoughts. Anybody identify with that? Yeah. So the clay was spoiled in the hand of the potter, so he made it over. How many know that God can make things over? He's the master of rework. That was a very good word from the Holy Spirit. He's the master of rework. How many of you get very tired of rework? I can put both my hands up. I don't like to have to do it over. I don't like that at all. Remediation is not one of my styles. Let's get it and let's get it done and get it done right the first time. That's not a sign of the Father. He's real big into rework. So if you're here tonight and you need some areas reworked go to the father get to the potter's house come on church then the word of the lord came to me verse six house of israel oh my goodness god will start with you but let you see much more than you jeremiah went down thinking it was about jeremiah but when he got there he saw that it included more than jeremiah This ministry includes more than us. That's a good word from the Lord right there. House of Israel, can I not do with you as the potter does? You know, God always asks questions. And he expects the response. Parents, did you not hear me? Did you not hear me call your name? When I speak to you, I expect for you to answer. 
Anybody ever use those kind of terms? How many times do I got to call you? <laughs> I'm just saying. <clears throat> Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. Today, we would look at Israel through the lens of the church. The whole body of Christ is held in the hand of the Father. That's a pretty big God. So let's look at the five things as time um, encourages us to move forward. I'm going to give these five to you, and I'm going to wrap them around Scripture. The text tonight was Jeremiah chapter 18. I want you to, I want you to know what's going to happen when you get there. So don't be foolish in your prayer life. That was a good word from the Lord. We pray randomly sometimes, and God takes us up on it. And then when he starts the process, we go, what in the world are you doing? What is this? Here are the five things that takes place at the potter's house. When the potter's touch touches you, he's going to reshape your will. Number two, when the potter touches you, he's going to renew your mind. When the potter touches me, he's going to restore my affection. By the way, since we all have a tendency to be promiscuous in the spiritual sense, affection tonight will be our affection towards him. Have you guys got that? Everybody still want to go to the potter's house? Number four, when the potter begins to touch you, he revives worship. How many know there's false worship? If you don't think so, just dial in to the kingdom of this world and the former worship leader will tell you about false worship. Where are you? I'm right here. If my affection isn't right and set on him, my worship is going to be out of balance. And then all of a sudden, it begins to move in realms it should have never moved. Listen to me closely tonight, prophetically. Do not take these five and turn them the way you want them to be. You take them the way the Holy Spirit gave them to me. Meaning, I'm not sure about my affections, but I do want him to revive my worship. Now watch the last one. Then he releases destiny. That's where we're going to go tonight. How many are excited about the word tonight? I, I am like, bubbling over on the inside because I hear so many people talk about destiny but they refuse to go down to the potter's house and their will is constantly on a head-on collision with his let's go quickly now the first one when we go to the potter's house he begins to reshape our will you're going to need to put it into high gear with me now okay in Psalm 40 verse 8 listen closely These are actually the words of the Lord Jesus Christ penned by a man named David. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. Do you remember the video? Tonight, God is going to give you a new level of delighting to do his will. It was the ability of Psalm 40, verse 8, that gave Jesus the ability to say this. Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Father... If you are willing, how many know that's very, very important? 
Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. The same process that Jesus went through, we have to go through. So guard your heart, ladies and gentlemen, guard your lives tonight around Christians who have never been to the potter's house. Because they will infiltrate their will over yours. Did you listen? Quote, as you submit your will to God, you're giving him the only thing you actually can give him that is really yours to give. God wants your will. There are people who are saved who are just like they were before they came to Christ. They're stubborn. They're bullheaded. They're determined to have it their way. That's the sign of a person who's not been to the potter's house. But when God's will begins to manifest over our will, how many know it gets messy? Moving quickly. Once God can reshape our will, now he can renew our mind. I'm not asking you to take these five and turn them the way you want them. You take them the way the Holy Spirit gave them to me. So, Father, tonight, here's our will. Now, Father, as you begin to reshape that will, we're asking tonight that you will take and renew our minds. And in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23, I love the Holy Spirit, don't you? Because where I wanted to go was Romans chapter 12. And the Holy Spirit said, not, not on this occasion. I want to take you to Ephesians. How many know that though there were many people who wrote the 66 books, the author behind everyone that wrote was the Holy Spirit. So he has the right to move me just like he moved moved them. Ephesians 4.23, instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. You can always tell a person who's having their minds renewed because their attitudes are changing. If I used to be a snot-nosed individual and I've been to the potter's house, I'm not going to leak as much snot as I used to. <clears throat> so when he renews my mind, it shows up in my attitudes. Let's go to the third one. It's going to be brief tonight, but the work begins when the lights go out. The real work of the Holy Spirit is going to begin when the lights go out tonight. And you'll be going, man, he's starting to reshape some things in my life. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. My mind has shifted. It's not like it used to be. Wow, there's a renewing process going on. This quote, you must learn a new way to think before you can master a new way to be. You must learn a new way to think before you can master a new way to be. How many would like to be a new person in this year? That starts with your thought process. That thought process is released as your will has been reshaped by the Holy Spirit. Now let's move into the next level. You may have already written this down. Once he has my will and once he has my mind, now he has something to work with called my affection. How many know that it gets real blunt and dull out here in this world? To where our affections can dry up. That's why Jesus said that out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. When you've got living water flowing through you, how many know it's crystal? It's clean and it's clear. 
I'm talking about your affections now. Because if you've been around the kingdom very long, you, you can get wore out in the kingdom. Aren't you glad to be around a pastor who's honest? I'm real, real concerned if you've been around the kingdom as many years as I have and you've never felt your affections kind of like going, where are you? <laughs> like, are you still here? I mean, anywhere where you are. You just go, where? <sighs> affections. Let's look at a couple of scriptures here tonight about affection. Psalm 51, verse 12. God wants to re. Listen, God wants to reshape, God wants to renew, God wants to restore affection. Psalm 51, 12. Restore unto, oh. So if David went through it, it's okay. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. A joyless Christian is a bound Christian. Christian. A joyless Christian is a bound Christian. That was a rhema word from the written word. Can you connect tonight? Let's go back over the verse. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. See, he didn't write it the way he may have been thinking. Man, I'm all bound up. Free me up. Now joy can flow. That's not what it says. And that would be under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It's a dangerous thing to mess with God's word. People have lost their lives over that. The book of Revelation says don't add nor subtract. So let's look at it one more time. We're talking about affection. David's crying out and he goes, man, it's been a long time since the joy broke loose. Restore unto me the joy of the salvation you gave to me. How many know he owns it? We don't. It does say, thy salvation. Ownership is in the kingdom by the king. He can force you to the potter's house, but it's better to go on a free will having heard his word. Oh, come on, church. Come on, church. Rally around that tonight. People are most similar to God when he is the object of their affection. Woke up the other morning, which is a good thing to do. Some people don't. Man, it's good to wake up. And the Holy Spirit reminded me that ultimately my affection has got to be on Him, not on my wife, who I love deeply. Several years ago, we heard Jensen Franklin talk about that God must be our one and our spouse is our two. You can get that turned around and your affections will go crazy. Don't make your spouse one. God, tonight, restore our affection. Now, when your affection gets restored, it's going to be so easy, he may slip right off of, the, off of the platform and everybody else that's worshiping up there with him. When the affection of our hearts hits that platform, you know that's just the opposite, right? Because most churches teach it this way. If you guys will rev it up, create it, and get it really at a high level, might be able to kind of pull the body in. But if we all come in with our affections restored, we're going to just ignite what's happening up here. Let's talk about how God revives our worship. We're almost finished, church, for tonight. But we're talking about what happens at the potter's house. 
He's going to revive our worship. Ephesians 23, 25 says, Worship the Lord your God. And his blessings will be on your food and water. Hold on. And I will take away sickness from among you. Don't argue. Don't exegete that. I don't need to hear any of your insights because they don't exist. Take it naked from the word tonight. I didn't say get naked. I said take it naked from the word tonight. Because I wanted to do the same thing. I wanted to start a dialogue with the Father. How many know there's no need to dialogue his word? Just obey it. Worship the Lord your God. If I'll do that, the blessings are going to overtake everything in my family. And all sickness has got to go. Keep your butt covered and don't put it in a sentence. But, 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 No, you're not a John Deere. Let me read it one more time. Oh, God, revive our worship. Worship the Lord your God. Many people, and I think you've even heard Pastor Bradley talk about this at different times. Definitely used to hear him say this up at King's Pasture. People could get into worshiping worship. That's not what the Scripture says. Worship the Lord your God. Why? Because he's reshaped my will. Why? Because he's renewed my mind. Why? Because he's restored my affection. Oh, look at the blessings. They're overtaking me. Oh, my goodness. Sickness is leaving my family. Glory to God. Worship changes the worshiper into the image of the one worshiped. We're at the finish line. Now God's ready to open up destiny. You really believe that, Pastor? Yes. You can go back to the old covenant, into the new covenant, and you will find victory after victory when the worship led the way. You'll find victory after victory after victory when worship led the way. Destiny opens up on the heels of worship. As a word from the Lord. One of these days, someone's going to just go off the deep end and begin to hoop and holler because that was a word from the Lord right there. Where there is true worship towards the one who's the architect of the potter's house in our lives, guess what opens up? Destiny. But not only destiny for you, but for everyone connected to you. I cannot tell you how many times in the two years that I've been at the academy in Bronson, how many parents have said to me, my child wouldn't be where they are if it hadn't been for those. And then they begin to talk about those. Why did you bring that up? Because when we are willing to go to the potter's house and we do all of those and see all of that happening that the Spirit of the Lord just brought to our attention tonight, automatically destiny opens up, not just for your life, but for everyone connected to you. It is critically important that you know who is by your side. It's critically important who you you connect up with from day to day. I don't connect up with everybody just because they look like they're a human being, and they are. I connect up with people who continue to frame the way I want to walk to the potter's house because I have to go there quite often. Today, I don't think I even left the potter's house. If you only knew the kind of day. You've had those days. Release our destiny. Shall we close with this verse, please? 
Habakkuk 2.3, God blew me away because I have not been, but I'm much better now. I have not been a patient person in the past. My future is guaranteed with patience. Hear the word of the Lord. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. How many know God has an appointment with you? It hastens to the end and it will not lie. God is the only one who's the author of truth. God is not a man that he can lie. So behind the vision stands God. Behind tier one, tier two, tier three, and all the seats in this house and every house in this tri-county area stands God. You want to be connected to a vision that has been instituted by God. Hmm. If it seems slow, this is where I just drag my feet. It's like, oh, God. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come, and it will not delay. And I keep asking him, could you give me your definition of delay? Because it doesn't seem to be the same as mine. Like, could you ramp it up a little bit and amp it up a little bit? Like, let's go. Destiny is not a matter of chance, but a matter of choice. It's not a thing to be waited for. It's a thing to be achieved. One more time. Habakkuk 2.3. For still, the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Now, what does that mean in the context of tonight's message the potter's house. If we are all willing to go to the potter's house, but then we all get amped up and we want everything to happen overnight, can you imagine what could happen to the vessels? In closing, this quote, the cost of the potter's house is high. How many know that it costs him everything? If you think that was messy tonight, Can you imagine? Do you really take time to think what Jesus really looked like at the cross? He was beyond description, and you couldn't even recognize him. Of course, our artists and all of those individuals have always painted a great picture, but he was beaten beyond recognition. They couldn't even recognize him. He looked like a slaughtered lamb. The cost of the potter's house is high, but the cost of not having the potter's house is even higher. Can I read it one more time? This is an open potter's house. I'm just wondering tonight how many of us will be willing to get on the wheel and let him do whatever he needs to do. And by the way, I have been trained by a great mother. If I see a mess, go clean it up. God's teaching me, just keep your cotton-picking hands off of every vessel. Keep your hands off of it and keep your mouth off of it. And you wonder why people don't always want to come into the body of Christ? There's your answer. One more time, the cost of the potter's house is high, but the cost of not having the potter's house is even higher. We will always entertain the potter's house. And we welcome the potter into this house. It's his and we are his. How many tonight have been fed by the Spirit of God? Yeah? (laughs) Me too.
So let's see if we can make some declarations tonight as we close. Heavenly Father, reshape my will. Heavenly Father, renew my mind. Father, I thank you for your word. And I ask tonight that you will restore my affection towards you. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are reviving my worship towards you. And now, Father, I know you are real. Church, hold on just a second. I'm going to make sure you're ready. Make sure you're ready now. Father, I thank you for releasing destiny in my life, in my home, in my work, those connected to me, and those coming into my life. That release will touch their lives. We welcome you, awesome potter, to our lives. Father, tonight I thank you for your word. I thank you, Father God, for what you have given to us. We bless you tonight. We thank you for the faithfulness of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that Jeremiah heard your voice, took the trip, and we've heard your voice, and we're on our way. We're on our way tonight. And Father, I hearken to the word of the Lord tonight. I do thank you for my upbringing. I thank you that my parents taught me to clean up everything that's messy and that looks like it's not where it should be. But Father God, I ask tonight that you will help me as a shepherd in this house to keep my hands and mouth off of your people as you work from the inside out. Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There, you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.